Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, Introverted Queen. On today's episode, I am speaking to Natalie. She is a proud Winnipegger and an amazing content creator. We talked about creating content on social media and dealing with online bullies, as well as growing up as a Black girl in the prairies. Check it out. Hi, Natalie. Hello. How are you? I'm fabulous, thanks. And you? I'm doing good, thanks. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Excited to talk. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, So do you you even have any introverted qualities that you relate (laughs) to? A lot. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me this. Um, so this is the thing. I, I I struggle with the whole introvert, extrovert thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that because I may be and probably appear to be extremely extroverted, mm-hmm. right? Very social and out there and doing all the things. And yet I have many introverted qualities. There are many times where I am reserved or quiet or... Um, I think one really major quality about being introverted is having that self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. And knowing when to kind of bring it in and when to just settle with yourself, that type of thing. So I think rather than I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert, I'm definitely more extroverted. Like if we had to do percentages, (laughs) I would say... I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's like super high, like 95.5, but I would say it's probably more like... 65 35 maybe there's just many times where i'm very much introverted and Mm -hmm. those qualities are something that make up a part of everybody it's just a matter of what's your percentage some people have a very high percentage of introverted qualities and some people have a much lower one that's how i that's my take on it yeah yeah and that's good that you're you're aware of it so you, you feel like you have a little bit as opposed to like not a lot or more. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. So you're um you're a digital creator. What content mm-hmm. do you like to um generate the most? You know, it's funny because that's another um definition, I guess, or or label that is very interesting because a lot of what I create I'm just already doing. So for me, the creator part is, you know, what's the picture that's going to go with this, what I want to say, or what's the video that's going to go with what I want to say. So that's where I'm creating. But for me, this is just daily life. And I put it into words that I believe probably are more relatable. um, And I guess I just feel it's really... It's really that content that just is relatable and just speaks to everyday life. It's Mm -hmm. me going shopping at the store. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Dealing with the fact that now my son has to wear a mask when he plays hockey indoors. It is the fact that, I mean, I just posted uh, earlier today that I haven't been working out very much. And the last workout I did, I hated it and it sucked. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, things that are just really in my head 
And the creator piece is putting it together in a in a way or in a format that's digestible for others, that is relatable to others, that is easily consumable to others, but still gets that point across. Mm-hmm. And I like that because because uh, I I follow you on Instagram. Oh, I, <laughs> so I follow some... you too. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the stuff you post, I'm like, yes, yes. I'm like, ooh, okay, and ooh, I like her head wrap. Okay, and it's just. You being you and just very authentic. So I like that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's just life, right? And I guess uh, when I first started out this blogging game, before it went into true social media, mm-hmm. I was very, you know, I started to compare myself against what should I be posting? And at that mm-hmm. time I was a new mom. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be a mommy blogger. And mommy bloggers post about this and they post this way and they do this. And I did that for all of two seconds. And I was like, that's not me. me. So we're going to switch it up and we're just going to post me and how I choose to Mm -hmm. uh, create that content is, is what's different, right? It's what makes it different for the community. Exactly. Um, And in the age of social media, do you, have you ever had to deal with online bullies? Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. I mean, I have a lot of people who disagree with things that I say, and they'll message me and be like, you know, Natalie, I love your content, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) what you posted today, blah, 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 right? And I get that because Mm -hmm. I'm I'm never going to be for everybody and everybody's not going to be for me. And there's going to be things right. that I say that you don't agree with and vice versa. And that is fine. Cause that's the way of the world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's the people who take it to another level that are true bullies and true trolls where they have absolutely no intention to have a, a productive conversation, but to hurt me or to mm-hmm. try to hurt me right. in some way. And so making, you know, racist comments or commenting about my parenting or commenting about my interracial relationship or the, oh, let me tell you, people just don't, they don't care. There's certain people that just don't care. And, you know, those people are clearly hurting themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the power of social media and being able to be completely anonymous behind a screen. Right gives those people an avenue to truly just dig in and be just downright evil at times. And so the bullies and the trolls, I think I get them. I just don't pay them any mind. Honestly, say what you got to say. If it's something extremely um, worrisome to me that has to do with my safety or my family's safety or anything like that, then that's a different story. But most times people just want to engage with you so mm-hmm. that you go back and forth and they, they get to dwell in this hateful, negative vibe. And I don't do that. <laughs> As you can see by my Instagram, yes. I live in this positive mindset. Of course, right. stuff happens and I'm not happy, but I don't, I don't make that the number one thing that I thrive upon and want to just make everyone else feel a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. I want people to recognize it's okay to have those negative feelings. It's okay to share them and how you choose to cope with them and deal with them. Do that and then move on, on to the next, right? So uh, the online bullies, there are some people that I know, um, other creators that are just dealing with some just horrific things and Mm. it, it disgusts me. And, you know, it's one of those things where 
does it make me want to stop do stop what I do on Instagram or blogging or anything? And no, because I'm entering my ninth year of this. And so I've seen and heard many, many things. <laughs> and right. I'm still here. Yes. I just you have to have that that resilience mixed mm-hmm. with vulnerability yes. to show folks that you're still a human being and you still live life. And you know, those words you may say, yeah, they they may sting for a hot second, but I'm moving on because I've got good things to think about and good things to focus on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm always surprised at how bold people are on uh, social media. Bold and brave. (laughs) (laughs) Like you wouldn't tell me this in person. Yeah. Like you wouldn't tell me this in person, but you feel comfortable to tell me all sorts of nonsense. I'm like, wow. Just bold and brave. And again, like I said, they're just behind the screen with a keyboard and like you can see me you don't know who I am you don't know my real name Mm -hmm. so I can spew all of this hatred towards you and you can't do nothing but I hope you engage with me because I want to keep doing this and I want to keep telling you all these horrible things like you know it's 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 people who are truly hurt themselves Mm -hmm. and unfortunately they choose to lash out on the people that really they have nothing to do with yeah right yeah they have nothing to do with them exactly I know it's yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it really is. It really is. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, what was your experience like growing up um, a Black girl in the prairies? Wow. <laughs> well, it's been, it was interesting. Um, I'm born and raised here in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in Transcona. And I was one of... You know, I could probably count on one hand how many Black people were in my schools. Um, And it was, you know, but I never, I had many moments of, you know, racism and things like that. But I never thought, oh, you know, I, you know, I hate my life. I hate this. I hate, you know, I never thought that way. Mm -hmm. But it was always very different to hear about people in like Toronto and those places where they just had more of a community, Mm. more demographic, more volume, more quantity of black people so Mm. that it didn't seem as, you know, isolating. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't, uh, I didn't feel like my parents were so intentional about making sure that we, my sister and I knew our heritage, knew our culture Mm. Um, from music to the West Indian community, Caribbean community, the folkloramas, the bands, the, the the stories they used to tell us, the get-togethers we used to have, and we have a big family too. And so we were in, in really involved in our community from that standpoint. Um, but, you know, day-to-day going to school and whatnot, you didn't see that, right? It's just right. your your regular, you know. I remember back in... in uh, in high school for spirit week, we had slave days, right? I never, Wow. I was like, yeah, this probably isn't something we should be doing, but mm, they've been doing it every year for gosh knows how long and Mm. who's going to be the one to stop it. Right. Right. Finally, it's only been recently since that has stopped. That's crazy. But I I look, I go back into my yearbooks and it's right there. 
it's right there in my face and I'm thinking oh my gosh um all these things that occurred like when I was and I told this story uh, many times before that when I was uh in grade five when they had um, swimming lessons you would go to swimming lessons at school and uh two little white boys thought it would be funny for me to for to push me in the deep end and I nearly drowned and Mm -hmm. I never, ever, 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 ever will forget that experience. And to this day, I cannot swim. I have this huge fear mm. of being in the water. Right. And so, you know, people are like, that happened to you? That happened in, in Winnipeg? Yeah, you know, those types of things. And I have story upon story upon story mm-hmm. of things that people can't believe happened in Winnipeg. Right. But at the same token, on the other hand, I had such a great um, childhood. I had lots of good experiences as well you know I, I maybe I didn't learn to skate and all them things but <laughs> but I I just loved my neighborhood and my city I didn't feel unsafe mm. um but those experiences those kind of racist experiences that occurred throughout you know high school and through my working life more actually um those are the things that really uh started to affect you know, where, what am I, what's going on here? Like, Mm -hmm. what is, what I I need to speak out on uh, a lot more things. I need to use my voice uh, to ensure that this isn't happening to when my kids go to school. Um, So it's been on the prairies. It's been, it's been great. I love my city. I love my province. I love to travel and explore and find out all the cool things in Manitoba that I had no idea about Mm. really connecting with a lot of the indigenous um, learnings that I've I've, uh, I've listened to and mm-hmm. experienced over the last year, and so it's just been it's been great. And it's just funny though that everyone still thinks that you know it's like the the Calgarys and the Vancouver's and the Torontos that make you know things happen in this country. But man, Winnipeg has a lot to to talk about and a lot to be uh, proud of for sure. No, I can imagine. And it's true. I find there's some sort of a disconnect when you grow up in a or big urban area in Canada as a black person. And you, in your head, in my head, I'm just like, there's black people in Winnipeg? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm yeah. not the only one who thinks that way. And it's it's always so interesting to see or to hear um, how they grew up. And it's like, we it, it was kind of the same for us, too. So there's not yeah. that much of a difference. So. It it really isn't. It's just, you know, it's funny, even now when, when people are messaging me from, say, a, a public relations agency for something on my social media or blog, and they automatically assume I'm in Toronto. Mm. And it's like, uh, the name of my blog is Peg City, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> like, what, what makes you think I'm in Toronto? But right. that's that automatic, yes. you know sense that they have and yeah. it's so it blows my mind it blows my mind mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you think uh things have changed um in terms of diversity in 2021 in winnipeg well definitely last year was explosive right we've mm-hmm. had many situations that have occurred uh prior to last year's events in black lives matter however last year was just explosive and I, I and I say that because it from every angle every business every organization charity people everywhere were 
exposed to this phenomenon, Mm -hmm. which they thought was a phenomenon, something we've been living forever, but this phenomenon that was all of a sudden all over the news and da, 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 da. And as, as you know, that's died off quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it really, I don't know why it took 2020 to happen, maybe because we were all at home and COVID was happening. Mm -hmm. But I definitely feel there was a shift more in enough is enough. I want to see people who look like me in the advertising I see in the stores. I want to see people who like me when there's a friggin' commercial during the Super Bowl or whatever. I want to see people who look like me doing all of the regular things everybody else does. Mm -hmm. And I have seen that change. It's funny because I I said that to my husband the other day. We were watching something on TV and I was like, man, a lot of these commercials are extremely diverse all of a sudden. Like I never saw so much diversity on, you know, insurance commercials and banking (laughs) commercials and all these things. I'm like, interesting. And Mm -hmm. because I did notice, I always used to notice. And so now noticing there is a shift. There has been this change. But I think there's also the thing that, all of a sudden everyone has a diversity and inclusion person or policy or committee going yes. on. And that does not solve everything. I think we need to remember that mm-hmm. there's still so much of the grassroots work that needs to be done in order for real change to occur. Right. People like Uzoma who are in the, you know, uh, in the, in the government role to be able to influence and make change and make a difference. But there's us who aren't in those roles who need to support and help them to, to make that change. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a positive, there's been a positive shift Mm -hmm. in the fact that there is that education, there's that awareness. People are starting to really see, Oh my gosh, I hang out with someone who has these thoughts and yeah, maybe I, I shouldn't hang out with that person anymore. Right. Right. Like we're creating these uncomfortable mm-hmm. conversations and, and feelings that again have always been here, right. but suddenly been very heightened. Mm-hmm. And so I like the fact that there's that kind of positive shift or momentum towards people really wanting to learn and wanting to do better for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that in the way different brands and organizations are conducting themselves mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell that, uh, you know, they weren't just posting a black square just to post right. it and not say anything again. Mm-hmm. The ones that have continued on and continue to show that they are in solidarity with making sure that every person on this planet is equal. Those are the the positive shifts I've definitely seen. And I've seen that in a lot of businesses in Winnipeg and a lot of um, even people in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the ones that are, are really showing showing up and showing out that uh, deserve some some kudos. Um, so it's it's been a positive shift for sure. Mm-hmm. There's still so much work to do. Exactly. So much to do. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's all the stuff we've not seen. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the things that are happening behind the scenes, the things that are happening in our, you know, inner city, the things that are happening in the north end, the things that are happening, you know, even my daughter's old high school. Like there's there's stuff brewing everywhere. Um, But it's it's all of us who have to now step up, use our voices 
and and make make that change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you know, slow slowly but surely we'll see it. Yeah. Yes, we will. Mm -hmm. We will. I mean it's it's been a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> sure has. <laughs> it just like I said, it just so happens that twenty twenty gave that extra push. Yes. That we needed. Um, unfortunately yeah. with the death of a of a black man, but um mm -hmm. and subsequent yeah. you know, other deaths that occurred as well. Um it just happened to be that 2020 was that real catalyst mm -hmm. for people, a real wake-up call for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So people say usually that setbacks don't equate failure. Um, hmm. What's a setback that you've had to conquer? Oh, there's been a few. Let me check just one. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think, um, just, you know, career wise and decision making, like I, I speak a lot about different things where I encourage people to do all these grandiose, wonderful things with their life, take the risks, all that kind of stuff, and yet not do it myself. Mm. Mm. Uh, and so I've considered that a setback for sure, because I am the probably one of the most, I will encourage you and motivate you and inspire you till the nth degree, till you go do that thing that's part of your dream that you've been dreaming about. Right. And when it comes to me and my mm. dreams and my goals and the things that I want to do, mm -hmm. I will not do the same. Mm -hmm. And that that has been a huge personal growth journey for me. And it finally started to shift this past year in, mm -hmm. in 2020. Uh, because I have been working in HR for 20 years now, 20 plus now, I can say 20 plus. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I keep saying that over and over. People are like, yeah, Natalie, we know. We know you work in HR for 20. <laughs> I'm like, that's a, that's a big milestone. Okay, people, it's a big milestone for me. Um, <laughs> reel it back, reel it back. <laughs> but the thing is, I've always... You know, I feel like I you, you learn all these different skills, you go to school, you do all these things, you go in progressive positions, and you're supposed to just keep progressing. And that's what society tells us to do, right? Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where I knew it was not going to be my calling. I knew I was never going to be a vice president of HR somewhere or a director mm -hmm. even or chief human resource officer at some large organization. And I know that because I know me. Right. One of the things is I enjoy that consultation. I enjoy the frontline face-to-face, -face, you know, consultation day in, day out with the real day-to-day -day HR. I'm not strategic in the fact that I want to oversee all of it. Mm -hmm. I like to be in it. <laughs> and right. I know that about myself. Mm -hmm. So I continue to, you know, take all these different roles that perhaps didn't, coincide with what I really wanted to be doing. And so now in the fall, I had an opportunity come up to be a, a senior HR consultant with a local firm here in Winnipeg and, you know, pay cut mm. and everything, reduced work week, which is fabulous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I probably have never been happier Really, in my mm. career, by actually taking that risk, like I said, you know, I I would speak with my husband and be like, 
should I do this, you know, because I'm at this level doing this kind of work and, but I'm not happy doing this work and I know I can do other things and I want to make room for this content creation and digital creator life that I have and how can I have the best of all worlds and still, you know, have a lifestyle that I can be comfortable with and things like that. And so that happened and made the decision and said, yeah, this is, you know, life is short. Mm -hmm. I want to live the life I want to live and I want to be happy in, in, in doing it. And if that means that certain things have to, to come out of the budget or the finances or whatever, so be it because day to day now I am so much happier and carved out the time for me to have that content creation and to work Mm. on my CBC series and like what I couldn't imagine that so but even even now even now those those thoughts or that setback type of thought where I don't encourage myself or motivate myself still happens it's still there it's something that i'm constantly working on i'm constantly using mindfulness journaling meditation taking natalie time Mm -hmm. to just constantly assess where i'm at and what i need to be doing because i put out that energy to everybody else Mm. and i need to keep some to myself yeah absolutely absolutely (laughs) and peace of mind is so important i think we've learned that during covid and it's it's so fulfilling and you're like wow why didn't i think about this sooner <laughs> peace of mind who knew right so yes yeah. and we we can make those choices mm-hmm. we can make those decisions i think we we get caught up in the fact that we can't make these decisions for whatever reason yes. and i'm only accountable to me mm-hmm. right i i don't have I'm not accountable to, well, and I guess my kids and my family. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. (laughs) But at the same token, like for my personal goals and my personal growth and development, I'm accountable to those things. No one else can make me do those things. Right. No one else can tell me how to do them. Mm -hmm. It's going to be me. It's Mm -hmm. my choices. It's my decisions that I need to be the one to look myself in the mirror and say, yes, Natalie, that was you. You did this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Well, Natalie, <laughs> this was so fun. It was very lovely chatting with you. Oh, thanks. It was lovely chatting with you, too. All right. Well, take care. I will. That was such a great conversation I had with Natalie. And I hope you find it insightful just as much as I did. Share your thoughts, comments with me on Instagram at introverted underscore queen blog. Thanks for tuning in. Take good care. And until next time.